I don't need nobody to tell me about living in America. Coming up on the broadcast. What what the hell was Michael thinking with that? He wasn't thinking at all. It's like, here, I'm going to have Angela come and talk to a group of young women about living in Nigeria. Because Angela, Angela loves talking the, to young women. He didn't know it was going to be just the women. He thought his, his, his boy. He doesn't know an awful lot. He, he, I mean, is he leaning on the TLC fixer that much? Was it, was it staged? Do you think it was, was TLC staged? Well, if TLC's producers Everything have Everything in TLC brain, is staged when it comes to... Yeah, when it comes to like, I'm gonna meet their friends, or I'm well, gonna yeah. go give a seminar. Of course, they're all fucking planted. Well, of course, you know, because like, on their in their mind, first off, it's like Angela doesn't want to live in Nigeria, so she's gonna freak out about that. She's gonna have women who think that you know who think things about Georgia, and she's gonna flip out about that because she's got Georgia pride. And then they've been around her for five minutes and know that she hates younger women, and she freaks out at them. And um, yeah, but, you so, know, the whole thing like. It was very confusing because I understood it to be Michael was going to have her talk to people who were Americans living in Nigeria and they could give her what it's like living in Nigeria. And she thought it was like people are going to tell her what it's like living in America, which doesn't make any sense. But that's what she was mad about. That's why she was saying nobody's going to tell me about how how to live in America, which makes sense. I, I'm with her on that. Like, why do I need you to tell me what it's going to be like to live where I live? Maybe she maybe they were sharing their experience of living in America. I think it wasn't about her. It was how they felt. But like he wants to get to America. I don't think he cares what life is like in Georgia and with Angela around your arm. You don't have to worry about shit out there. Like, <laughs> she's going to take care of you. <laughs> don't worry. And look, Mima is a, pr- a proud supporter of the Second Amendment. Ain't nobody going to mess with her, Michael. Oh, my Michael. God. Like, try oh to come God. up and say something to Michael. She will slide you down the mudslide. Like, just, Listen, she'll, you know, she'll, su- she'll suffocate you in her, you know, in her um, special compartment. God. Well, we'll get we're going to get to that. Get to more of that a little later in the show. Um, but for now... We take you inside the episode. So we got some more announcements about the tell-alls. So we found out that the tell-all recording for this season of Happily Ever After is going to be in a September-ish time frame. And they want to have it in person um, as opposed to the far more superior uh, before the 90 Days tell-all, which was done virtually. Um, I can tell you I shed many tears about this information. Um, and right? Just, like, it was so much better. It was really I think. good. It was so it much was better digitally. So much better on so Skype. So much messier. Loved it. Yeah. 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 I, I just, I, I hate, I hate the, the fake live in studio thing. Cause then they, then they have it go be live in studio. Then reality show, just the, the tone is all over the place. It drives me nuts. Um, I really, I really can't, can't stand that shit. Um, yeah. And just I for people who don't who don't remember, uh, the other way tell all is going to be in an August uh, time frame for for recording. Kenneth and Armando came for the broadcast. Well, not really. I mean, they didn't come for us. They wanted to clarify our story from last week, where we talked about how we'd come across pictures of one of Kenneth's daughters wishing Armando a happy birthday, and she posted pictures that made it look like she was there in Mexico with Armando on his birthday. 
like maybe a past birthday. And we questioned whether the whole, they don't know how old he is or how young he is really. Um, like we questioned that storyline because if you're there in Mexico celebrating his birthday with him, how would you not know what his actual birthday was, right? Like you would know his actual age. So that was our speculation last week based on these pictures. And so Kenneth wanted to clarify. Um, he clarified on my Instagram stories and he talked to me about it in that uh, the picture that he put, that she had posted, the daughter had posted was an old picture of her and Armando, like a throwback picture from a time she had been there. She had not been there on his birthday. Uh, she was wishing him a happy birthday and posting this old picture of the two of them. Um, that she had maybe only spent a total of like 12 days with him, I believe. And had, of his family, the only one she had met was Hannah. And so there was no reason for her to know Armando's real age. So he wanted to clarify that that dinner conversation about Armando's real age was in fact real and it was not scripted. So that's the other side, and that's the full story. Draw your own conclusion. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like, there's a lot of time I go to people's or friends' birthday parties, and I really don't care how old they are. Right. Like, honestly, and, I, don't, I don't care. It, you know, and, and like we when we talked about this last week, like, it's super low level. There's nothing really fraudulent necessarily about it. It was, hey, we saw these, you know, these pictures. We're speculating about what it could mean. And Kenneth came and cleared it up. So I like when the cast comes and clears it up. You know, it makes sense. His his story makes absolute sense. Posting a throwback picture, sure. Yeah. NDAs must not exist for this the other way cast. Do they exist at all anymore? Because I mean, just <laughs> I'm just exist. wondering. <laughs> there's just no there's just no teeth behind them. They never enforce them. I, I guess, guess so. Well, if the Anyways. cast doesn't care about money, then it has no real. There's no way they. There's no no meaningful punishment. TLC actually, yeah. Aside from not paying them, which I don't know how often that's still happening, they there's there's clauses in the contract that allow them to go after the cast member. For but it's liquid, all bark and no bite because I have not damages, seen. Yeah, yeah. yeah or they're, not, they're taking care of it so behind the scenes that no one knows because it's supposed to be like I think around fifty thousand per incident, whatever they like consider that, yeah. an incident, right? But right. But how much so far? Much I don't think money, any of them have. Like how much more money are Kenneth and Armando making from Cameo versus what they're getting from the show? I mean, seriously. <laughs> already, you know, you know that know. their Cameo queue is like out out the window. That's my. Are they are they on Cameo already? They are already. Like these people are on Cameo like the second day that Ninety Day Fiance is announced. Oh my god! It's like um, flies to things flies like. Except I don't blame them. Do it while you're relevant because as soon as the next season comes, like people you're aren't no longer relevant. running. Yeah, yeah, people aren't running to your cameo because you're not on Unless the you're TV Darcy. screen anymore. Which case you're always Darcy relevant. is always freaking relevant. Darcy yes. and Angela are always relevant. And Paul always and, and and Paul to a certain extent. I think so. Like yeah. his cameos just need to be him running through a field. I'd pay for that. <laughs> I would watch. I would watch cameo <laughs> of pole running. You know what you're getting for your next birthday, right? <laughs> <laughs> A montage of Paul running. Oh, God, that would be the best. I would just watch that on repeat. It might be made for us. We'll get to that later, though, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we will. <laughs> Agency, your brain's been working overtime over there, hasn't he it? He has a theory. You guys, be afraid. When Agency has a theory, he comes to you and says, oh, my God, you guys, I have a theory. Be afraid. 
it's okay. I'm very gentle. I'll be very gentle with this theory. So you guys know that a big factor in Ji-Hoon's story is that he has this 30,000 US dollars worth of debt that he claims came uh, as a result of him being involved in some criminal activity. And uh, the way the story frames it is that he was selling stolen cell phones. You know, he had a business where he repaired the cell phones and then he uh, resold them to other people. Um, now, he claims none of the phones were stolen, but Devin concludes that they were stolen and TLC just kind of lets that hang there. And that's what you're sort of led to believe. And I've never found that particular story to be that convincing. South Korea is a very high tech country. A lot of the rich East Asian countries are very into do not have a very big secondhand scene. For example, in Japan, secondhand things are not uh People don't buy secondhand stuff. Well, he said that it was it was a fine because he like got arrested or whatever, and it was a fine in relation to that. Which you know, I don't know the South Korea justice system, but paying a fine for that something like that just seems it's, weird it's off. It's off. Something feels wrong about it. Um, so I have I've thought through this a bit, and one of the things that he mentioned is that he was repairing these phones and then going into China to resell them. Now. We know that Ji-Hoon is not perhaps the most studious of individuals. So I highly doubt that he's going to a place like Shanghai or Beijing to resell these phones. I don't think he speaks he, he speaks sufficient Mandarin to go and, and have a good re, uh, repurposed cell phone business, which means the only place he could realistically go to sell those phones and be able to communicate with his buyers are the Korean-speaking sections of China, which are up in the far northeast, um, which means that most likely what he got tagged for was for violating something regarding uh, North Korean tra trade sanctions, right? Because you have a lot of uh, Korean-speaking Chinese who are up in the northeast part of China that borders North Korea, and they can act as middlemen to get goods to sell into, into North Korea. Now, there's a very heavy sanctions regime in place. The United States leads a lot of those sanctions. South Korea has its own uh, implementation of those sanctions. And if we understand that, the, that those sanctions were to encompass selling phones to the North Korean regime or letting them get into North Korea, or if we understood that Things like iPhones have things inside them that are considered dual use, meaning that they have a civilian and military uh, application, then that could be seen as a violation of trade sanctions. And uh, South Korea's intelligence agency is very sophisticated, uh, very astute. And I don't think Ji-Hoon is quite up to the task of outwitting <laughs> South Korea's intelligence service as much as I like the guy. I don't think he's quite up to the task. So. My guess is that he was selling to some shady dealers up in the Korean-speaking section of, of China. It's a really short flight for him um, to get up there. He got caught when he returned, and they slapped a fine on him because they saw, like, okay, this is just a kid trying to make a buck. He's not, like, some unscrupulous agent working for Kim Jong-un. Jong so we're just going to give him this fine to um, teach him a lesson and let him know, don't, don't, don't be doing that shit again. That's so, my theory. So you think he was selling the phones to people in China who would then resell them to people in North Korea and yes. doing that is a violation of the trade sanctions mm -hmm. against trading into North Korea because right. North Korea is bad and we don't mm -hmm. trade with them. And so right. if you do trade with them, you're violating that. So you got, he got in trouble because right. he is in essence trading to North Korea. He's, he's bringing supply that could then be used to, to bring, 
forbidden materials into North Korea, whether either, either because they're dual use or because they're just forbidden under some sort of a of a sanction regime. And I think Ji-hoon just he just didn't know. That would be my guess. Now, again, this is just a theory. <laughs> this is just a theory of mine. OK, so there's one more part to this. Why did TLC make up this lie? Because selling stolen phones is something that even the dumbest human being understands. Violating trade sanctions with regard to potential dual use technology with being brought into North Korea is way too many fucking words for for, <laughs> your, for your typical 90 day viewer. Now, I know everyone who listens to this this podcast is in the big brain club, so you guys are fine with it. But, you know, think about the that other 90 day viewer who's just a dumbass. They don't they don't oh want to put God. up. They don't want to do that. So they said stolen phones because that makes more sense to people rather than having to explain international trade sanction policy. Now, this is just my theory. I haven't done a sufficient depth of research to um, to see if that was if that's actually true. I, any South Korean lawyers, especially ones who specialize in trade sanctions, who want to reach out to me to, to tell me if I'm on on track or not, you are welcome to do so. I will. I would well, love to hear from you. We'll look at the big brain on Brad. Yeah. <laughs> until your art, until your arch nemesis sends you a message and goes, actually. <laughs> if Lou Tippett wants to argue with me about trade sanctions, I will. I will do that. We'll do an episode of the Agency Show with that about that. Oh, oh my man. god! Face off, feud. Let's I'll do face it. off with Lou. Do you guys all feel smarter now for having mm -hmm. listened to that theory? Yeah, I yeah, thought go, so. Go impress your friends, your friends at, co at cocktail parties with that with that nonsense. I, th I think I think I'm gonna put that in my back part pocket for all the cocktail parties I go to. Right. So as <laughs> so as people slowly start walking away from you, you're like, maybe that wasn't the best. <laughs> wasn't the best icebreaker to use. <laughs> Let me tell you about international trade sanctions and 90 Day Fiance and how they collide. No? I don't know. Some parties I go to, the people I hang out with would probably actually eat that up. So, I mean, pick <laughs> well, your we, audience, folks. We do. So, I mean, there's got to be more of us, right? We yeah. get downloads. We get a lot of downloads on our show. So people obviously... <laughs> if, they, if, this, if this tickled you in just the right way, let us know that you like this stuff. If this tickled you in the... Tickled you in just the in right your, way. In your sensitive Spe area. Speaking of sensitive areas... Can we talk about sensitive areas? Please. <laughs> <laughs> so this is just like a speculation, right? And I know that uh, I think we normally I saw, we normally don't deal in speculation, I but know. but it made sense and it was an article I came across. I think it was soap dirt. I know. <laughs> but <laughs> it actually got me thinking that um, so Angela went in for that whole like procedure where she was probably getting a biopsy. Right. She got the nitrogen, all that, that procedure stuff. Well, the place that she went to is also specializes in vaginal rejuvenation. And I didn't think anything of it until she was denying Michael like she was denying Michael access to her cooter, as she said. Right. Remember, she, she's like, she you don't get that for a long time. Right. So I was like, but why not? Because we know Angela was like a freak the last time she saw him. She was like pulling out the Hershey syrup and mm -hmm. mummifying him and all kinds of stuff. And right. So why would she now be like, you can't? And I don't know if it. I, I don't think she's the person who's like, wait until the wedding. No. At, at this point. <laughs> so I really think that she got like a rejuvenation down there for the wedding night. And that's why they can't do anything. Cause it's still, you know, healing, marinating or healing. <laughs> marinating. Or she's just saving it. She's like, you can't have your cake. Or, or she's saving wait. it. She's like, you need to act right. Or you don't get this rejuvenated cooter. Damn it. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, she was denying him, and that doesn't make sense for her. So that's I not mean, like it, Angela at all. So, so it does lead to speculation. Why was Angela denying Michael? The fact is that we go Hannah Kawa mostly when they show places on the show, like where someone gets waxed, where somebody gets their hair done, whatever. Uh, next thing you know, Hanakawa is like six pages deep in the owner's cousin's <laughs> Instagram. Right. And she's looking at like wedding pictures of the owner's daughter or something. I'm curious. I know. So she but is it's just all like, up in there. It's just like when she was getting Botox, but it was actually a freaking vaccination. Like <laughs> MMR vaccination. Like I hope that TLC isn't trying to make some like spoof off of her possibly having uh, cancer or um, a, what did they call it? A fibroid. I'm not quite sure what they categorize right. it as but i mean there could be i mean they, they could have made sure about those things before they did this procedure just as a safeguard right. you know right they could but, have done all of it yeah right but yeah i honestly think that she got it renovated down there for michael nice. so here's the question is if she actually did when are they going to announce it on the show i think he's just going to be happier after the wedding night but you know that's the kind of shit they want to they want to have her like they're gonna time just right you know like I and got, gonna I say, got a surprise like for Michael on the wedding no <laughs> I don't I don't I don't think I want this confirmed I think I just wanted to say is Michael if, if you're listening tell us let us know the truth <laughs> she got the rejuvenation for real. <laughs> Sorry, like it's after really bad. <laughs> the morning after the wedding, they're going to sh- have it filmed and, and they're going to be in bed together. And she's going to be all, how did you like that compared to last time we had? Yeah. Yeah. Because I got it rejuvenated ah, or whatever, oh, whatever no. word she's going to use yeah. for that. She's I like, gotta, I can't hold my keys in it anymore. But <laughs> I did that for you, Michael. Oh, my God. <laughs> how did you like that? It was nice and tight, wasn't it? No, no. I'm like a virgin again. <laughs> They have surgery for that, too. <laughs> Angela, the 15-year-old virgin. Speaking no. of virgins, who believes that Jenny took Sumit's virginity? He, he took... See, I'm actually a person who would believe that, though. She took... The, the, here's she the took Sumit's white it. woman virginity. Well, here's Old the white argument woman for it, though. It was like the, he was married, though, wasn't he? Well, he was married after he and Angela met. Like he and Angela were dating. He and Jenny. Whoa, whoa, Jenny, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Oh Listen, Aunt, Aunt Mima is something else, but she don't got time for two continents. <laughs> no, she don't. Okay, no. So Je- he and Jenny were together after he revealed himself the catfish, right? And he was actually Summit, not this Michael Jones guy. And she was like, right. oh, well, you're cute anyway. And I like, you know, I'm in love with you anyway. So they they were still together. She went to India to visit. And she actually stayed with them and, and his family. They didn't like her. And so... I wonder why. Uh, yeah. So she went back to the United States. And she and Summit had a little bit of a breakup. During that time is when he was forced into an arranged marriage, forced, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, because I don't think Summit stands up for anything, but whatever. So I don't think he threw a fit or anything. I think he was, oh, you're, you're getting arranged married? We don't like Jenny? I think that's one thing you just don't go against. <laughs> like, yeah, so they said, you know, we don't like Jenny. We found you a wife here. And they got married. And then he and Jenny got back together. And, but he never told Jenny about this for a couple of years. As we know, we saw that play out on the show. Uh, and so Sumit was of the age 
that he, they get arranged married, right? So it is possible if he was really like following all of the, you know, cultural norms, it's possible that he did not have sex prior to his arranged marriage or prior to Jenny and then his arranged marriage. I don't know if they're thinking this far ahead, but do you think this is a way of kind of, I don't know if this is the right word, like honor or something to his wife that he's divorcing because he kind of ruined her chances for remarriage, right? Like, I don't know the cultural aspect of it, but divorce I don't think is looked upon very well. But if there's an aspect of it of, well, it wasn't consummated. Oh. Publicly saying that, does that change maybe her position in getting remarried? Because I know we don't know her identity and that's fine, but I mean. I don't know that they've made that claim. You know, Sumit has never said, well, I've never had sex with her. Because they've been married for years. And if he's pretending like the good little son that he is. You know he's having sex with her. I could I could see him avoiding that, just like he's avoiding his parents by had, moving far away. He's had he's had a this. headache every night for two for two years. Exactly, <laughs> he has he has sexual anorexia. Oh God, <laughs> no! If you don't know what we're talking about, but go you tune into our Patreon. That's right. This is why you should join because then you'll get all these jokes. <laughs> so yeah, that was just where my mind was going. Like, why would you even bother saying something like? I took his virginity. It's like, why is or, this season or, so oversharing? Or is this just a lie that he told Jenny to make her feel special? Exactly. You know, it could be that too. That was my first thought was he's lied about everything else. Why wouldn't he lie about that to make her special? I don't know why special? that would make her excited, but. Oh, everyone likes to be someone's first, I guess. Yeah. Special. Yes. But he saved himself for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Right. I don't know. Just a thought. I see it as like wearing a new pair of shoes. They haven't. Or you know. or he used that as an excuse to uh, to raw dogger. No. <laughs> Stop. I want Karini to take an STD and pricey test before we get physical. But I want us to have some fun together before I bring that up. <laughs> and now it's time for the fraud so far. This week, we're bringing you up to speed with Paul and Karini, or as I like to call them, Paul and Creedy. Because that is how they say each other's names on the show. So he is not Paul. He's Paul. He says it differently all the time. But then he goes like, Karini. Like, he Creamy. says it like he's annoyed with her name. Karini. <laughs> but he doesn't say that A. It's like K-R-E-E-N-Y. Creamy. Creamy. Because <laughs> he speaks so fast. He's one of my favorite characters. Because he's one of the Americans that needs subtitles. And I love that. <laughs> Anytime you have to give subtitles to the American, it's like, oh, that's beautiful. So that who else gets that honor? Debbie. Debbie gets it because she talks like she's got marbles in her mouth. Yeah. She's got marbles yeah. somewhere. I, I, you know what? It's crazy how I didn't even think about that when they were subtitling the Americans. I'm like, <laughs> damn it. Now I'm going to pay attention to that all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I noticed it when I first watched. I fell in love with Poland Creaney. On their first season, they're, you know, so they're 90 day royalty. They have been on for several seasons. They're up there with Darcy and Angela. It's funny how the stickiest, like not literally couples come from before the 90 days. So these guys, they started on season one of before the 90 days. And this is, it was researching Paul that got me into the online 
fandom of 90 Day. We talked once about in one of our episodes about the history of the broadcast. I think that's, that's also, also on our Patreon. That's also Sorry. on our Patreon. Or you guys are missing out if you're not subscribed. It's, all, it's all, <laughs> so only, origin only $3 story. a month and you get all this great stuff. I mean, what's, what's yeah. $3? So our origin story, part of it is that I was researching Paul and what he had done because what was his big secret? And I was researching that when I came across the online 90 Day Fandom and then that sort of propelled me to where I am. So I thank Paul for that, really. So what? So for those who haven't been here the whole time, let, let's give you a little bit of history of these two. Um, Paul is from Louisville, Kentucky, which is happens to be where I am from originally. Um, I was born there and lived there a short while. Um, we never coincidence. Seen, separated at birth, definitely <laughs> Maybe. not. Definitely Maybe not. <laughs> um. We never see Paul's dad on the show, but his mom really kind of seems to hate him. <laughs> um, his dad's kind of crazy, from what I understand. Well, he's not crazy enough to be on the show, so that's he's got that going in his favor. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, Karini is from an unpronounceable city deep in the Amazon, but she can't even get Prime there, so I don't know what the fuck's up with that. And she comes from a, quote, fucking wooden hut. That's that's Paul's <laughs> quote, not mine, with her mom and dad. And her dad is a retired cop. And so Paul and Karini, they met on a dating app. So she doesn't get Prime there, but she does get, you know, Match.com or what Brazilian the hell kind of Amazon is it? Or, get Prime there. Jesus. She's got phone service, so she's on some dating app. Uh, we don't know which one it was, but they met. And so before the 90 Day season one was about them meeting for the first time and season two was about them getting married. And if you haven't watched before the 90 Day season one, you've got to go do that because this the some of the best stuff came out of that season. There's and, and you would understand why he's called poop water pole. Right. Um, you don't you and, understand the term the sheath. <laughs> the penis sheath and his 18 cargo containers and the, um, the first the first time we ever saw the pole run the pole run the std pregnancy test which is like std like it's a one word. he says that like yeah. it's one word and that's when you really need the subtitles so he understand yeah. he's asking her for an std pregnancy test to make sure she was clean and pure before he got intimate with her did they make that combo I think, uh, I think I it's know. just two things. Um, I know it's two things. I was just wondering if like the way he said it made it sound like it was a combination pack, like one, one, one on stream, one two results. Yeah. Yeah. Gee, that, that's some incredible technology. They got if there. only Ed knew about that before he yeah. harassed poor. <laughs> yeah. Paul was the original STD. He was the progenitor of this. Also, that's where that's where that's where the mugged by a machete thing comes from. And Paul goes running into the woods. And yeah. that's also the season where we learned that he has this criminal history. I have a lengthy criminal record. I've been in jail, I've been in prison for uh, numerous things. I was accused of burning my own house, burning my own personal property, and spent about 18 months in jail. So then they were on The Other Way, season one, since Karini got pregnant. And Karini's like 20 years old. She's really, really, really young. Karini gets pregnant and Paul wants to be with her in Brazil, so they go to The Other Way. Uh, now they're on Happily Ever After Season 5 with Paul bringing Karini to the U.S. And as we saw, 
trying to impress her with our um, five for five feminine hygiene products and five for five baby wipes at the local Kroger. No, no, it's five five. It's okay, Paul. You have to get five. No, it's five five. You say five. I felt bad because Creenie was just like, I don't need this. It looked like he had (laughs) diapers, honestly. Well, didn't I mean? I feel like these are all TLC like produced things because which which there's a long history well, of course of go in there and buy in the her supermarket yeah uh, go buy scenes. her tampons or you know ask dude can you explain how tampons work i could see paul actually thinking they're serious and they want to know well also they know that they can get him to do to do his the famous gesture again because, yeah because because that's like whole. that's like one of the most enduring uh 90 day uh, memes there is right iconic even it is it is it is an iconic she had, but you know she did you she did mention that she didn't need them right now i think people were like why wouldn't she need them right she, she's still breastfeeding right um, um maybe. maybe i'm not sure yeah. maybe that goes to the the pregnancy rumors who knows ah. um but tlc really i mean honestly they don't need to set this stuff up for them because they could just follow pole around nat geo documentary style and make a whole series on him or as i've wanted them to do for years strap a gopro to his head and just edit the footage together I mean, you're sitting on a gold mine, TLC, so just get your act together. They need their own spinoff, for sure. Yes. They do. They do. For sure. Yeah. I would watch just raw footage be of, like, streamed of Paul and Creaney trying to exist together. I would just watch that. (laughs) Streamed, like, Big Brother style. Anyway. Right. Naked and Afraid. 90 days of Big Brother. Oh, man. (laughs) TLC. (gasps) We could put them all in a house. Oh my god! Yes. And then just watch the footage. Yes. yes. <laughs> Only one could, would emerge, though. Like then you could, that, be like, that, this is a murder show, guys. And they're like, it doesn't matter. So it's like it's like um it's like the real it's like ninety days of the real world Survivor, <laughs> Hunger Game style. Like <laughs> anyway, so Paul and Creeny have lots of drama, like always, always. And this comes mostly from the fact that they're both like Jekyll and Hyde type of characters, right? Like they, they flip their switches flip so quickly from one to the other. So Paul, he's, he's sincere and he's genuine in who he is, but he handles stress so poorly half the time that he's like freaking out and being irrational and running into a chicken coop, shouting, you know, chanting, calm, calm, calm. Um, True story actually happened last season. Also, Creeny is very sincere. I don't know. She's so young and she's very childish. So she's often just kind of a brat and she doesn't know anything about life in the world or whatever, anything, how to function with other people other than like her family and stuff in her little Amazon jungle world. So it's, but they stay together because they love each other. I don't know. Maybe neither can really do better than each other. They do seem to love each other, but they also seem completely bipolar together. Not that I'm making any kind of mental health <laughs> assessment of them. It's just an expression. Well, they have a bipolar relationship. Like we see it, they're on, they're off, and it could be in the, like four hour time span. Of. Right. They're always threatening divorce. And then, you know, Karini's always threatening divorce and, and then they don't get divorced. And it's well, the just, thing uh, is that their sensible switches are never on at the same time. One's always on while the other one's is off. And they, they, they can't figure out how to synchronize. You ever have like you ever you ever in your house. Right. 
and you've got your your panel of of, of light switches and like you can't get them all to be up or down and so you're <laughs> yes. like always it's so you're My always kitchens like that yeah yeah that's their relationship in a nutshell <laughs> yes i agree i agree um paul has a criminal past as we mentioned he went to prison for arson on his own house um, he also got a restraining order taken out by an ex-girlfriend against him, but I think he had one against her too. How reformed he is could be debated, though it gets played up a lot for laughs by memers. And, you know, to be fair, Paul plays along with it. He laughs along with them. So that's another one of my favorite things about Paul is that he is he is very cool about about all the jokes. Like he kind of gets that he's a bit of a mess and he's a bit of a goofball, but he's good. Mm -hmm. He's good spirited about it. And I appreciate that about him. Well, and he admits that he's somewhere on the spectrum, too. So, you know, that but maybe plays into his behavior. Um, I'm not entirely sure. He's also kind of a germaphobe, which is why he was always talking about the, the poop water and he worries about waterborne parasites. And he's where we learned about the fish that can swim up your urethra, which is why you need the penis sheath to cover you when you're in the Amazon <laughs> river. And I had this little penis, I guess like a sheath protection bag. I put a condom on, have that to hold that on. Definitely no one, nothing's swimming up my penis. Yeah, so um, that's where a lot of that comes from. And so as, as we've kind of mentioned before, uh, TLC tends to play them pretty straight, although we've been seeing a lot more stage scenes like the grocery store in this season of Happily Ever After, because Happily Ever After is basically just the real housewives of 90 Day Fiance. It's very much like scripted reality. Hey, fraudcasters. Everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge. I know I've always had problems with it, whether it was the fit or the quality. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims, the maker of my perfect t-shirt bra. Now I have the perfect t-shirt to go with that bra. From either crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. My cotton jersey t-shirt is now a wardrobe staple for me. I reach for it almost every day and the fit is so perfect because it snatches me right in at the waist. I've washed it a million times and it's held its shape really well. It fits like a dream. I absolutely love it. And honestly, you guys, I thought like, okay, this shirt is going to be too small for me and it's not going to fit right and all the bulges are going to show but it doesn't at all. I put it on and it magically stretches to fit me perfectly and it holds all those bulges in. Every little but last bulge that I have is all held in and it looks fantastic. I absolutely love it and it's super, super comfortable and it is, it is one of my new favorite t-shirts. You can shop the Skims t-shirt collection at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small up to 4x and if you haven't yet be sure to let them know that we sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu tv um which is and so even even our 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 uh the the ones for whom you need it the least are being kind of roped into that bs um but in terms of them them frauding us it's they're they're actually one of the least fraudy couples, which I think is part of why we like them so much. There's a genuineness to them. Yeah, genuinely. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but then there's all of this stuff that they put out on social media, right? Like, Karini's asking for divorce again, and they're, we're going to get divorced. They're, you know, how many times they were going to get divorced, right? And they're never really going to get divorced. They just keep saying it for attention, for, I don't know, are they really trying to get divorced? Is that genuine? That that's how, is, is their relationship just that volatile, which is kind of what I think. I do think that Karini's starting you know, divorce all the time. Um, but the recent thing, right? So the rumor is that Karini's pregnant again. And this has been going on for a while. And in fact, it was confirmed to me that, he, that she was pregnant. But, so here's the thing. So the rumor mill now is that, that's, that, that they're not going to be on the tell-all because of her pregnancy. But he's been posting a lot of pictures and videos of her lately and she's clearly not very pregnant. If she is, that she's not showing at all. And she would be about five or six months now based on when the announcement happened of the pregnancy. Also, she was in the hospital recently. Yeah, she was in the hospital recently. And I, I'm making the assumptions on the experiences I had when I went to the hospital and I was pregnant. And, you know, they strap you up with monitors for the baby. And, like, the, the picture they had of her, it could have been around the time she was being discharged. But it was like there was nothing that indicated that she was pregnant. And you go, she didn't look pregnant, but at five or six months, it's give or take if you look pregnant or not. With the second child and, you know, showing it's earlier, hard. it's hard to yeah. know for sure, right? And she was sitting. So, I mean, there's a lot of factors that you can't say yes or no. But I think... They that was back in February, right? I believe so. Yeah, it was February that it was quote unquote confirmed to me. Yeah, so that's just I don't know. That's strange. I would I would have thought that they would have announced it already, but since they're on the show, they could be waiting to announce that. It could be a plot, you know, a plot device. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, like, maybe there's a plot line regarding it. Yeah, da -da, or it's special because we know we do that. Paul and Karini's one good day, and now she's <laughs> pregnant again. <laughs> or, you know, they have had a loss before, right? They had a late-term loss so yeah. prior to having uh, Pierre. So, I mean, that would be heartbreaking if that happened, if that was the case. In the oh, right. God. And that would and, deter me from wanting people to know either or right. announcing for me, I should say. So, yeah. And that would be, I mean, that would be absolutely heartbreaking if that is is a plot point that we end up seeing. That she was pregnant and then she, she loses it because... They did that before, right? They showed that yeah. all the first time, and it was heartbreaking. Yeah, so. and unfortunately, it's not like one of those things where you're like, TLC, quit quit, quit reading from the same playbook. Like, that's not under TLC's control. <laughs> so, it so it is actually genuinely sad when it happens. Yeah. All right. Let's go to Katrina's court. So this week, I had, I had some... Uh, some runners up and I had, you know, debated again and again, Brittany and Yazan came into my, my debate because of the whole scene after meeting with the parents where it was just like, it was triggering to me and I don't come from a background of abusive relationships. So for it to be triggering to me, that kind of yelling and screaming at each other, like that made me just like kind of cringy. I can't imagine what people who have had 
you know, verbally and physically abusive relationships were feeling with that. Like, I feel like they should have put a trigger warning on that because it, it affected me and I don't have that history. Um, so I, that kind of made me angry the way that they were talking to each other. Um, and then like, then he made up and was like, Oh, everything's fine. Here's some rose petals. Like that made me angry. Like, I feel like he's going to be, the topic of this at some point, but I ended up choosing what I think we all were talking about, which is Angela and her rude freak out meeting the female expats that Michael set up that we actually started the show talking about. So what we saw here was, you know, Michael going to set her up with let's talk to these people and he made it sound like it was going to be his male friends and they show up and it's these three young females and Angela was like, fuck no. And she turns around and storms off and she starts yelling and screaming at Michael. And this wins in Katrina's court because, well, I guess I should say it loses. I don't know. <laughs> it made me very angry because she was so rude to those females that were sitting there that did nothing wrong. Right. And she's so rude and it's so mean. And then she's just verbally abusing Michael and he's just sitting there taking it because he knows her. Right. And this is just, Oh, how, you know, this is how you do it. You know, you just have to sit in there and take it from her. And I think that that's ridiculous. And then she pulls out that, well, there's no wedding going to be happening. And I, I hate the, I hate it when people use that kind of stuff as like a weapon in a time of anger, you, like, like Karini constant yelling, I'm going to, let's get a divorce when they're having a fight. Like you can't just throw those words around. That's not okay. And, and not that Angela and Michael have had like the, not like they're the, the, the trophy of <laughs> functional relationships, but over the years of seeing them, we've kind of grown to like them and think that, oh, maybe they really do love each other, right? But then she treats them like this, and it's like, what the hell are you even doing in this, Michael? I know you've invested so much time in this already, but really, is it worth it? So, case dismissed. Angela, you are sentenced to a lifetime of thinking you're getting Botox, but you're actually getting the MMR vaccine. <laughs> I, I just like as I'd like to raise a point of uh, a point of order, um, not a point sure. of order. The, the um, court will recognize. <laughs> all right. The gentleman sitting uh, on the left. It's funny that that we that the term females has become so ubiquitous in the ninety day world thanks to baby girl Lisa. It's like it's like it's like it's kind of like that scene in Macbeth where Lady Macbeth is trying to wash away the blood and it just in the damn spot just won't come out. That's baby girl Lisa's influence on all of us. Is it mm. <laughs> females? That's right. Get them females. It just it makes me so angry because like, why are you getting mad at these these women who did nothing to you except for exist in your same hemisphere? Like that's the only thing they did wrong by existing. Young women existing. And, and, well, and she was get, she was really nice to them though. I would say she got she was upset. But she shook their hand. Nice to meet you. Oh, and then she was she, rude as hell on that. She was. I don't not know. Nice I think them. she could have been more mean. Like she basically went in there and, you know, screamed, <laughs> screamed at Michael. But I, I don't know. I think that she 
for was Aunt- at that boiling point when she shook their hands like, all right, bitches, I got to go before I explode. I would say that for <laughs> Angela, for like just about to lose her ever loving shit, Angela, that's about as good as you could possibly get. That's her yeah. trying very hard I wasn't hard to saying she was an example of politeness. That was polite for Angela. <laughs> and that's not OK. It's not OK to be like that. It is just not okay to treat people like that. They did nothing wrong. And and it goes to the bigger issue with Angela, which is that females can't exist in her world, right? Because if they exist in the same breathing space that Michael does, Michael gets a tirade of verbal abuse and he probably might, physical too. We've seen some of that. She was probably freaking and, out and about that's at least not five okay. things. Like, Like, that's not okay. I understand that she was very stressed out about her mom being sick, right? Like, she'd had that phone call with Skyla, or that phone call came in the middle. I'm not sure. I don't remember the the timing of that. She was very upset about that. I get that. And that she could have been, you know, directing her anger at the wrong person. But we've seen Angela like this before. And it's just not okay that she thinks that it's okay for her to treat somebody like that because other females existed in the same breathing space as Michael. I mean, yeah, he did the BJ for real. We know that that happened and that's hard to get past, but she's always been like this regardless of that actual history before she knew about that. She's like this and that's not okay. Yeah. You know, I'd like to learn about what Angela's issue is with younger women. Cause she, we've seen her get really intense with people before, on the season two tell all of before the 90 days, she got real. She really got in Rachel's face. And then mm-hmm. in the tell all for season um, for season three of before the 90 days, she got really up in Avery's mom's face. Um, right. And it, 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 it was, was like it was like really intense hostility. That wasn't that, I don't think that was performed for the cameras. Um, she like, there's something about women who are younger than her that just that really, really gets under her skin. And I'm and I'm, I'm not a completely sure how to explain it i'm um it's entirely possible that like maybe she her her former husband or father of her kids or whoever like she's been in relationships with in the past have maybe cheated on her with younger women left her for younger women i have known women in my life who have had that experience and as a result don't like like women that are like of the same type that they were left for cheated on for or whatever, even though it's no fault of their own. Right. They're just existing and you know, it could could be a reflection of her insecurities. It could be a, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like there's a, there's an aspect to Angela's past. We don't have a lot of insight in that could explain, uh, why she gets but it like doesn't that. make it okay. It may explain it, but it doesn't make it okay oh, to treat not. people in an abusive way. Oh, of course not. I'm just trying to, you know. I've know. worked through my issues, right? Like, I had a history of issues. I work through them so that I don't sit there and make, you know, these, these verbal and physical tirades against my current partner for something that it's not anything he's at fault for. Well, that also means that she has to think she has an issue. That's she true. probably thinks Michael has an issue for bringing women around her when he should know better. Right, but, but I just what I'm is not the saying problem? it's okay. I'm just like saying it's kind of an walk, argument. It into like, the is he gonna, is he going to walk over? What's the issue? What's she concerned about? He's going to walk over to one of these three women at this place and just drop his pants and get a blowjob. Well, he that would be cool. 
Like, is that what she's afraid of? Why is she so afraid of these women? Lacey, what does she think is going to happen? Well, well, I, I, so, so I think she could have been, and again, we're not excusing the behavior, but I think she's freaking out about like three or four simultaneous things at once. First is that she sees Michael with women that are younger than her and she perceives that as a threat. So that gets activated. She, she doesn't really know that the, that, that, that Michael's real motivation is to try to convince her to live in Nigeria. Although she sort of hints that that's a no go for her. So she's already a little bit on defensive that way, but she might perceive it as she's going to have three young women tell her how she needs to be. Um, She might think that he's, that he's brought like, um, you know, like, like it's almost like an intervention crew. Like an intervention? That, yeah. To tell, to tell Angela, you know, Angela, you got to stop doing this. You got to do, you know, this is how you need to treat, treat your man. And she, and you, and, and I think it's pretty safe to say, we know she hates being talked, uh, talked down to by younger women. Like I, and I cause I kind of feel like when like Rebecca did it or when, uh, you know, like Avery's mom or, or, or Rachel, like she, that just, she she seems to be very sort of like respect your elders, but, you know, like like you respect your elders and people who are not your elders need to shut the hell up. Um, I kind of get that a little bit of that vibe from her. So it's like maybe that's the third thing. Um, you know, this, in, she's stressed about her mom being in Nigeria, stressful for her. Just try like f- at least five things going on that are like stressing her out in that moment. And she just completely goes uh, apoplectic when they all activate in her brain at once. And she treats Michael in a in a undignified manner. <laughs> That's just my theory. Y- you know, it's it's there's a lot to unpack with yeah. all of that. So, yeah. And I am not a, you know, I'm not a, a psychiatrist, psychologist. I'm not a mental health in the mental health field. I'm not somebody who can diagnose or have any, you know what I mean? I'm just yeah. a normal person who finds her behavior then abhorrent. So. Yeah. Gavel dropped. Gavel. <laughs> He'll make up by next episode. It's cool. You guys. Oh, yeah. We know they get we married. We know they so. get married. <laughs> they'll, they'll be fine. And yeah. case dismissed. All right. So now we have our social media roundup. Um, so we're going to start out with Avery, who was um, dropped by a sponsor. She was dropped by CBD Express Sugar for her political views. I don't know if anyone caught it, but, you know, she's been making a lot of comments on her Instagram about Black Lives Matter, about... Uh, COVID not being real. So they kind of just dismissed her. Yeah, they dismissed her. I think they, their, their specific comments had to do with the her her comments about Black Lives Matter and about how, because she has made comments about, you know, all lives matter, the Black Lives Matter movement is terrible, blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to get into the details of it, but the, the thing said specifically, like, we support the Black Lives Matter Right movement, and we cannot have somebody, you know, representing our brand that feels differently. Yeah, <laughs> her, her views were conflicting with theirs. So, um, and it's kind of unfortunate, you know, when sponsors start start dropping you, and you start to feel a little bit of the heat from the cancel culture that we have. You know, like as soon as the show ended, she did this 180, and you know. Yeah, we didn't see any of that with her on the show. No. It was all coming out afterwards. We all know the show, people show their best sides, as she said. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, anyway. 
<laughs> Next up, uh, if anyone is in the YouTube world, Hootie Pie. I always like saying that, Hootie Pie. Uh, is now making videos about Paul. So I guess Paul is going to be the next meme. So we had uh, Big Ed, who was the first meme. And it kind of runs through that, right? As soon as, you know, the meme culture grabs onto things. Now if you search it, you find it. I don't know if I'm ready for... You know that edgy Zoomers are going to start making poll running memes. Um, I think it's funny for us is that, like, we watch a show and we know, but people are... Like, this is going to... Actually, we could probably make this entry and understand your meme. <laughs> or know your oh, meme. Oh, KYM, yeah. The repository yeah, of like, all knowledge of the internet. Agency, get on it. And make that it, make it so that people know. Because as soon as they see him running up with his diarrhea run, they're going to be like, what the hell is this? So, I'll, have, I'll have the gifts ready, guys. Don't worry. Awesome. <laughs> um, and next on our roundup, last thing I have is Erica shows off her new man on Instagram so she made it official that she is dating someone and no agency it's not Adam I can't I, I really it breaks my heart <laughs> he torpedoed Stephanie like a goddamn ninja master and she doesn't even have the courtesy to to, to fall right into his arms Ugh, it's Erica I know I know I know that I I know that I'm not like a licensed relationship counselor or anything but I, I will set your life straight. Adam is the man for you. <laughs> he just hypnotizer. He's like, Adam. That's right. I'm gonna I'm gonna release some special Adam Adam themed ASMR just for Erica. Meanwhile, Adam's preparing his laxative chocolates for this new guy. <laughs> That's oh my right. god! Come on over for board games, buddy. If you guys don't know, Agency has like a hard on for Adam, and no, you can go a, watch his a, videos a, on listen, the Agency I, show. I think it's just because he sees himself when he looks at Adam. <laughs> I wish. No effing lie. I wish I I called him the Chatham. I wish I could be that cool. So apparently I got a little, a little birdie told me that that's what he is called at work now. His workmates now call him that based on oh, that's your amazing. video. That's the there you video. Go. There's your award. Oh, my life so has been, my I life has I officially been I saved that information for you. I, I saved that information for you for this uh, wow. recording to let you oh know that. My life is complete. All right. <laughs> that's all I have. We're done. Now it's time for Ask the Visa Officer. All right, guys. We've got some good stuff for you this week. So I want to offer you guys a few thoughts about something we saw come up on Happily Ever After. Our boy Sinjin was uh, was blaming the K-1 for why he couldn't go back to South Africa after his uh, his grandmother unfortunately passed. And put on our memory caps, we're going to remember that a certain Marcel was able to go back to Turkey and come back. So, so why couldn't Sinjin? Why is he blaming the K-1 when we know that this is actually a, a possible thing to do? Well, the, the reason I would speculate is because he probably didn't realize that that was a thing you can do on the K-1. Most people don't. It's a single entry visa. People assume single entry means one time. Um, that's a pretty reasonable assumption. You know, the 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 there are a lot of nuances to to the K-1 program that most people don't know about. So he he can be forgiven for not. Well, knowing yeah, about I that. mean, when when Marcel happened, the whole Marcel thing happened. You had to go look it up, and you're you're an expert. Yeah, we so spent, we spent like five episodes dealing with that. 
<laughs> yeah, it was pretty complicated trying to explain it all. So for Sinjin not to know that that was a possibility, plus you might not have had the money, even if he knew about it, but it was such a small little thing. Why would he know about it? Nobody knew about it. When Marcel did it, we're like, can he do that? Yeah. No, he can't. And we found out, oh, there's oh, actually, this little thing that says, yeah. Actually, actually yes, he, he can. can. So yeah, I think the real reason is because he didn't have any money. And people might say, oh, well, TLC, TLC doesn't want to run the same story in two seasons. They, they didn't have they could have just revealed that on the tell all. He didn't have to be like it actually would have made a lot of sense if it, it like let's say it happened when when. Well, and it makes for a Tania, sad story yeah. about yeah. him. Yeah. You know, oh, I'm, I, I'm sad and I miss I miss South Africa because they're going to go to South Africa. Yeah, we're going to film there. So <laughs> yeah. well, they could have made it more dramatic and they could have had like, you know. Tanya goes to Costa Rica. He gets pissed off that she actually left him, goes back to South Africa, and then they have some, you know, big conversation. Oh, like, see? They could, Again, they could have made the story it lines. better, right? <laughs> like, he gets pissed off because she's having too much fun with the dance instructor. He goes back to South Africa, does his stuff, and yeah, but they could have made right. it better. But I also think that with the, the time frame of the filming and her being gone and how they probably had to crunch a lot of filming into a little bit of time, mm-hmm. it was probably just not... Just too much to have him go to South Africa. Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't an option. They didn't have the money. Well, plus now we have, and happily ever after, now we have the sap, the sob story, right? Oh, I didn't get to go home for Graham's birthday. You, know, yeah. you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm sad. I miss South Africa. And now they're going to go for, during happily ever after, they're going to go to South Africa. And they'll I would get just be like, Sinjin, do you know how fucking expensive the K-1 visa process is? <laughs> For you to sit here and be like, well, I don't want to be here anymore. Well, then you pay me back the four grand and then you can take yourself back home. Oh, that's like the cost of her witch doctor school, too. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, I, you know, we haven't seen her make one potion. I'm really disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I know. I was expecting you know, to you know, see like the fuck, fucking Belle the, Delphine sells her bathwater for twenty five dollars a pot. <laughs> Tania could definitely have like some sort of like her little homeopathic, you know, brew or whatever. She's she could, like she could witchy sell witchy spray yeah. or something Didn't like that. that. You spray it and you find your soul. In soulmate. trouble for selling her bathwater? No. No, she oh got God. in trouble She's... for not reporting her her money that she oh. made from YouTube and selling her bathwater. That's why she got in trouble with the, the feds. This was a topic of conversation while I was at the beach last week with yep. the teenager who knows these people and these twitchers and, and PewDiePie. He knows Ed only, well, that's, only that's not the, because I watch ju- him and do a podcast about the show, but right. because PewDiePie talks about him. That's exactly. how he knows. Exactly. <laughs> he walked into the room once. He walked into the room. Yeah. And was like, Oh, that's Ed. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's a, she's a, is she, is she, she's on Twitch, right? She's on Twitch. She has a Patreon. I think she has an she only has an fans. OnlyFans now. She's anywhere money can be made by simps. And that's right. She is. She is like one of the. She's one. Of, she's like one of the the, the queen of e, of of e girls. Um, she's the Mastercard of simps. Yeah, she <laughs> is. Accepted anywhere. You yeah. Go. Well, she's also. The, she also creates Mastercard moments, right? She's got like she's known for her Ahegao face. She's uh at the oh bathwater. She's hit their ten dollar a piece gamer girl condoms and then wrote on Twitter, "If you buy one of these, you're probably never going to need to use it." <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! That's amazing. The savagery. Oh, oh the savagery. Oh, and the, the, okay. But the Sims still give her money. What the hell, you guys? All right, we're way off track. Um, way off track. Bringing it back to. All right, so let's let's take some questions from the Instagram um, that people kindly uh, kindly submitted. 
Uh, our first question comes from user ELY828. I guess that's Ellie828. And she asks, how can Larissa make money using Cameo if she doesn't have a work visa or a green card? And this is a very good question. Um, there are two ways we can think about this. The first is that I don't think Cameo really gives a crap if you have legal status. They just deposit money into your bank account. I don't think they're an E-Verify. Um, that's, you know, I think all you need to... I could, you know, Cameo, if you're listening, you can come tell me how wrong I am and, you're, and how robust your, uh, your you know, work authorization things are. Um, but I, my suspicion is that they don't really check for it. Um, you just need a valid bank account, uh, which is why Soldier Boy got all his money stolen by baby girl Lisa because she, it's her bank account uh, that was being used. Um, allegedly. Alleged, alleged. None of that is proven. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Um, but it's the other two, two known liars accusing each other of shit, like I'm not even waiting into that nonsense. <laughs> Fair enough. But the other thing, too, is that I think that uh, Larissa actually probably does have a work, uh, some kind of a work permit. If she is um, in deportation proceedings, but is mounting an appeal based on a Violence Against Women Act claim, which a lot of us suspect is what she's doing, although her her attorney, the, the DUI doctor, um I couldn't believe that, by the way, that that's what he calls himself. Um, he's <laughs> Seriously, we got a text saying, does he really call himself the DUI doctor? He really like, calls yes. himself the DUI doctor. And for people who think that Larissa is like flirting with him and like she is, he has probably. a wife and that's been you know. that that rumor has been squashed. Right. Yeah. No it's just how she is. It's just Larissa. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, so if we suspect that this is the type of appeal that Larissa is mounting, because the backlog is so long at, with uh, with the immigration system and these things can take years and years to run through, though it's not uncommon for them to issue her uh, empl uh, employment authorization document so that she can have some way of earning money while all this uh, legal stuff is moving its way through the system. I actually had an immigration attorney pop into the comments on one of my YouTube videos to to make this particular point. So um, that's probably so to the extent that she is working legally, that's how it's because uh, USCIS gave her one while her deportation stuff is working its way th through the system. But very good question. I'm uh, I'm glad I'm very grateful that you asked for that. Okay. Our next question comes from user Kate G underscore 13. And this is also from Instagram. And, and this user asks, if the cast were to contact you for advice, would you give it to them? Uh, the answer is yes. Um, that's right. They can. They, in fact, they are welcome to visit my website to request any type of service that would be beneficial or if they want to do some sort of uh, equivalent exchange. So, for example, they can, uh, you know, promote the website in exchange for a service. I'm, I'm also open to those kinds of deals as well. So, cast, you come find me. We, we'll, work, we'll work this out. I especially know for you, John and Rachel, you guys need some competent advice as well as, uh, well, Angela and uh, probably who else? Avery and Omar. Yeah, a lot of you guys need some good need some good advice from somebody who's been in the system. <laughs> Send me slide it slide into my DMs. We'll work out something. I'm very, I'm very amenable. I, I like, I like to help, to help people. So that and was it's a, confidential, that, right? It is confidential. Yeah. Unless you tell me you're like molesting children, then I have to, then I'll probably have to, to yeah, that tell could the probably police. Be a, a strike in your yeah. So just make sure you're not doing that. Um, <laughs> so if you'd like to submit a question for this segment, you can do so um, either by sending me a direct message on Instagram. I also post 
on Instagram requests for question submissions. I'll be doing one probably this weekend in anticipation of, of next week's show. And if you didn't get your question answered on this episode, don't worry. I'll find a way to answer your question through some other mechanism. All right. And I am Katrina, also known as Frauded by TLC. You can find me on Instagram at that handle. If you're interested in my non-show related life nonsense, um, which apparently includes wedding planning now, since Hetero Life Mate and I have set a date to get married. So I guess he's fiance, not Hetero Life Mate. <laughs> so we're going to get married next summer. So if you're interested in any of that, you can follow me at Just Frauded. Um, I would like to thank our patrons since last week. We have for our Patreon. We, we don't want to call them patrons. Like our for what what are what are you guys, fraud fraudsters fraudies? I don't know what you are, but let's We're have figure crowds, it out. Crowdsource that. Decide. I think we need to make yeah. a post so that they can say what they'd like to be identified as. So what? Yes. We'll, so submit your ideas to Katrina, and in a week we will announce a poll. <laughs> <laughs> on next week's show, and then we will announce the results the week after. And now I've committed Katrina to this. You're welcome. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> That's your very action item. much. So I want to thank sincerely our Patreons since last week. We have Grace, Manjit, Rebecca, and Monica have joined us since last week. So thank you very, very much. Lots of content over there. It is patreon.com slash the fraudcast. And for $3 a month, you can get, uh, right now it's one episode a week, additional, in addition to the free episode. Every Friday, we put out an episode, and we it's on a variety of topics. We're covering uh, TV shows called Strange Sex on TLC. We are covering all kinds of interesting topics, like marriage overseas, you know, love and marriage in Japan. Japan, Japanese love hotels we've covered, um, know your visa scams. We're doing a series on that. So it's a variety of topics. Um, I think we're looking at going to do the, the TLC show about the, like the world's smallest woman and the pregnant man and stuff. I think we're going to add that to the, to the lineup. Um, so all kinds of topics covered over there for $3 a month. You get access to all of that. $5 a month, you get, um, I will mail you a set of stickers. So uh, please join us over there on the Patreon. I want to pimp the, the Discord. You didn't pimp the Discord. <laughs> well, you get access to the Discord and, and the Facebook page. <laughs> but the Discord is where Agency is at and me whenever I have a... Yeah, and I'm life. actually, and I actually post regularly on the Discord, unlike That's other That's true. Forums. And Hetero Life Mate is on the Discord as well. So if you are a Patreon, you get access to our Facebook group exclusive to the Patreon um, members as well as a discord chat which is actually fairly active and that's the only place you can find hetero life mate and agency oh although agency is now on instagram so but, is hetero life mate he's on oh he's yeah on he is as well. um i just want to give a quick shout out to my friend jose and his wife erin and their brand new baby elodie that was just born so congratulations to you guys enjoy the ride of parenthood she's adorable all right and you can find me at the usual place at 90 day fiance today and on my youtube um high functioning millennial and you can find me at my website uh, www.askthevisaofficer.com you can request a variety of services for help with your particular visa-related issue. 
Visa-related um, services, not other services. He doesn't do that kind of stuff. I mean, well, you don't on, know. Not on that I website. Know, maybe. Maybe he no, does. I don't, I don't know. In the Discord. Hit him up. Who knows? Oh. Maybe he does. Oh, yeah. I also... <laughs> Patrons I also wanna, only. Ooh. I also want to add that I will be putting out a video this week because as much as I didn't think the OnlyFans would be popular... Yeah. It, they're popular. The OnlyFans reaction videos are they're making... They're oddly popular. And I'm like, really, guys? But, um, yeah, I got a request, and I am putting that one out later this week. So, woohoo! Can't wait for that. <laughs> yeah. One hint, it has to do with the back end. <gasps> <But done. laughs> what? Okay. Thank you. Mm. And Agency, you have a YouTube also. That's right. The Agency show on YouTube. Go check that out. I think we're at, what, nine videos uploaded so far. It's been a little bit of a gap. I've been doing one or two a week, but I was uh, out of town uh, the last 10 days or so. So there'll be another video up whenever it's done. Um, so go check that out. It's a lot of fun. You can also find me on Instagram as much as I hate being there at the real agency. Uh, I've been posting some, some new things there, not just channel related. I've posted some, some little games for us, for us to play. So, uh, I'll be doing more of that. Uh, I got a pretty good response. I'd like to see, uh, more people engage. Um, I'll probably share some of the responses I got, but the real point is to compile all the best things together and do some, uh, agency show content with the responses. So check it out. Um, join the fun. We're all having such a great time and you don't <laughs> want to miss out. Awesome. Well, thank you for listening. That's our show for today. We are the broadcast and we're dumpster diving. So you don't have to. Hey, fraudcasters. You know, I used to find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. They were the first thing to take off when I got home. But Skims has changed all that. You guys know I love my Skims Fits Everybody t-shirt bras. I own them in just about every shade now. I wear them every single day when I leave the house. And they are completely worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I was not expecting from them was how comfortable they are. Even the underwire bras that I wear all day, I barely even notice. Definitely not the first thing I take off when I come home anymore. Y'all, I'm a 36 double D and I've had a reduction and I've gone up and down and lost weight and gained weight and all the things. And the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, I swear, fits me the best. I finally found a t-shirt bra that I can wear. But not only that, it is the best bra that I own. It holds the girls in so well. And let me just say, Hetero Life Mate really appreciates these bras too. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes from a 30A to a 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, please be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show, The Fraudcast, in the drop-down menu that follows.